millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in league, Kate and Jerry McCann off the hook after Paul Green commits the most negligent act of child endangerment in history. To fill the void in his life, left by leaving Paul Kennedy Fox, Ben Eichen vows to spend extra quality time with his brother-in-law. West Tigers become the victim of the worst murder on the sunny coast since Daniel Morgan. Plus, we look ahead for all the action of State of Origin Game 2. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 410 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. And this is my squeaky chair. Yes. But you're Maybe not eating dinner. No, I'm not, not eating, eating dinner, dinner at the moment, though. No. So, incremental incremental uh, improvements as we go mm. to the to the sound quality of this otherwise pristine production. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, discovered this week that um, shitty sound producing runs in my family. Oh, was it was streaming issues. That's it. So, uh, so the boy has uh, commenced being a Twitch streamer because my retirement plan is him getting very fucking good at Fortnite. <laughs> and so, to start that off, he's uh, he started streaming on on Twitch and has a nasty habit of grabbing his microphone on his headset, pulling it to his lips and screaming whenever something good happens. So, <laughs> and, it gets a, and, and it gets that total blown out quality to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But, but yeah. Yes. It's a learning, it's a learning curve. That's it. For anybody inclined, get on and give him a follow on Twitch. He's uh KID K I C K S S. Good was the one S taken? I don't know. Could have been a typo. Yeah, true. Should have used a Z. That's cool. Yeah, he should have. But that's probably taken too. I'd say yeah, true. It just seems. It just seems like it would be taken. I reckon. Mm. But um. <laughs> but who knows? You know. I suppose, have you grabbed him? Have you grabbed all the uh, the the you know, squatting on the Instagram, Twitter? TikTok and all those, the same name across all the platforms. No, I've got, yeah, I've it's got, it's important. I should do that as well. Hey, if you want to build an empire, you know, if I can get all the lockdown, all the IP. Yep. Now you've told everybody what the handle is, so Whoops. the race is on. Whoops. You got to do it after we record tonight before I fucking put the, <laughs> put the episode out. Someone's, someone's <laughs> going to buy it and just turn it into like an anti vax Instagram <laughs> just to fuck with me. <laughs> like Daily Cherry Evans fan site or something. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and that someone would be me as I go to buy domain names. <laughs> um, it's a it's a kind of a it's a weird week this week. Obviously, we have the the you know the mid season break essentially, no NRL games to speak of in terms of previews for this week. Uh, Origin coming up on Sunday night. Uh, I tell you, with the 
imminent lockdown in New South Wales and the, the Queensland government locking the border to certain local government areas in Sydney that have returned positive cases recently, like around the eastern suburbs, for example. We may see some origin tickets uh, come onto the market. So <laughs> if you want to go, let me know and I'll keep my eye out. I mean, Glenn probably doesn't want to go because, I mean, <laughs> Who, who, I mean, who, who wants to go to see? It? You know, it's the same for the same reasons he didn't go down to the fucking Sunshine Coast on the oh, weekend fuck. To, to watch the Tigers game. I mean, you don't want to willingly, you know, subject yourself to that sort of shit. Oh, Nathan. But um, Come <laughs> so um, but yeah, look, you know, I'm interested. And with this lockdown or imminent lockdown, it does put Game Three in jeopardy for Sydney, and so so Queensland may well find themselves in a situation where they could lose a series three zip after having all three games in Queensland, which would be just fucking delightful. That would be embarrassing. And let me tell you, if if the series is over after Sunday night and it's looking like a sweep, you might have to bring back the grim sweeper and get like a going like a blue a blue hooded outfit with a broom and just walk around <laughs> Lang Park, Golden <laughs> Queenslanders. <laughs> um, but, you know, let's not look ahead of ourselves. I mean, we're not arrogant in New South Wales. We understand that the series is very, very much will truly live. And we'll that is correct. We'll talk about that game a little bit later. Um, now, uh, with the less games, we'll have it, We'll open up a bit of a, a bigger mailbag out the back end. And I'll tell you, I've got a, something, a discovery that happened through the week that was just fucking incredible. And I want to share it with everybody so everyone can enjoy it as much as I did. Um First thing, looking at news, fuck all news really to speak of. However, a story that we have noticed in the mailbag uh, come up and people have uh, posted about it on the Facebook group. So they want to hear us talk about it for some reason, but the uh, Brisbane Broncos have appointed Ben Eichen as their head of football after a bit of bloodshed over the weekend after their loss to Souths on Thursday night. Yep. Uh, front office clean-out has be- begun. And I guess, you know, the the playing roster clean-out is somewhat... St- I mean, we know that, you know, your people like uh, like your Milford's obviously not coming back. Uh, Corey Oates, I think, is pretty much uh, out of favour as well. Yeah. Um, they're bringing in Reynolds. Uh, yeah, that's Avita Pangai Jr., you know, showing the door, you know, as well. So... They have appointed former representative star Ben Eichen and uh, and and Fox NRL Gronk um, <coughs> under their new uh, as they reform everything under the new uh, chief executive Dave Donaghy. Uh, Eichen applied for the chief executive role last year after Paul White left, but ultimately the Melbourne Storm boss Donaghy um, got the appointment into his position and he started midway this year and now he's sort of going through there with a bit of a scalpel and trying to turn around a club which is well on track to its second consecutive wooden spoon. Now, with the uh, appointment of Icon, that essentially kills off any idea of perhaps Wayne returning next year to coach. Uh, I don't know what the deal is behind it. And I mean, people's personal stuff is people's personal stuff, but you know, from all reports, Wayne and uh, Ben Icon don't get along, despite the fact that they are you know, related, you know, well, via, via, you know, they, well, they are joined via Icon's penis in Wayne Bennett's daughter. That's it. For anyone that didn't get the joke at the beginning of the show, Icon is Wayne's son-in-law. Yeah. And in the great schism 
of who Wayne comes in 2016. Uh, ben and his wife apparently landed firmly on um, Gilf one. Not the Gilf, Gilf one point oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so bef- before Wayne went in for the upgrade, the founding Gilf. Yes. Of the organisation. Yes, the Gilf Station. As opposed to the hostile takeover Gilf <laughs> from the Newcastle era. So yeah. Um, so Tavita Pangai Jr. gone, um, Peter Nolan, who was the general manager of football operations, gone, and their head of performance, Andrew Kroll, also gone. Uh, no, no, no word on if they're going to get rid of people like uh, Darren Lockyer's, who seem to be fingerprints all over the worst years. Yeah, uh, but Teflon, yeah, still Teflon to this still very Teflon. day. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is is, there, is, is interesting. It, you know, and I, and I know Lockie has only got a board seat. Yeah. And realistically, that doesn't necessarily... Are you drinking Fireball, you fucking yeah. degenerate? I'm trying to kill this fucking shit in my chest. <coughs> and the bottle O was out uh, of orthoxicol? It's, it's the old... It, 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 I, I see you're using the uh, prevailing medical wisdom of uh, the fucking Wild West. Yeah. Well, it's actually a recommendation from Nicklin Blakely, who used it mel- relatively recently to uh, to great effect. Has she also recommended the, the calamity Jane? You sure you don't want on you? you should, I, was, I was saying, like, you know, so it, it won over a big uh, big playoff of fucking outdated medical treatments such as milk of the poppy <laughs> <laughs> and laudanum. <laughs> straight from a Game of Thrones shot glass, too, I might ask. Down the hatch. Jesus Christ. What a fucking merch <laughs> combo you've got. Oh. Count, counting Crows gold albums and Game of Thrones shot glasses. How good. What have you got against <laughs> things that end well? <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, the like, like, like. with fandom. <laughs> it hasn't ended yet. There's another one. There's another one. <laughs> Yeah, look, does anyone have any particular thoughts on the Ben Iken thing? I have no idea uh, you know, what he what he can bring to the role that's going to be... Yeah, I, I have no any, idea. You know, that's going to change things significantly. I have no idea what his corporate resume looks like. I, I have no idea why this is such a big fucking deal, apart from the fact that... I think it's just because he's a talking head that's like... Exactly. Visible, you know what I mean? Apart from the fact that he, he's employed by Fox. Yeah. And and has been given a fucking golden handshake out the door, but you know if I feel like he's made a career from the from the moment he was gifted a first grade uh, spot at North Sydney, then gifted yeah. a, a spot in the Queensland State of Origin team, um, mm. forged a career which uh, albeit probably ended a little bit prematurely, he's now ended up with a, a spot gifted to him in the media and now he's been gifted a head of football position at one of the most uh, lucrative clubs in the competition, um, certainly off the field, not so much on the field at the moment. But, um, like, is there a more... Is there, is there anyone that's had a, a more mediocre level of talent that has fucking been gifted such position? He's played... First grade, he's you know, like I said, you're calling, him, you're calling him like the NRL Bradbury or something. 
Is that what you... What, well, what do you is his mum still time, alive? There's a fair timeline. Does anyone know? Does anyone know? Yeah, I don't know. How's that relevant? Well, I was going to say, she could potentially <laughs> still be Forrest Gump's mumming him. Yeah, all the way through. Into, into new jobs. <laughs> so, you know, she would have looked after Rupert. But, but um... Yeah, like honestly, I don't, I don't know what what sort of uh, you know positive effect it's going to have on it's, the Broncos. It's an thing, they got problems. They got problems that are uh, you know not not easily solved just by a new appointment. Like you've mentioned, board, you, you know, mentioned in, they sacked their head of performance. Yes, is that like by head of performance? Do they actually mean like results, or do they mean fitness? Because I don't think no, that's the head of performance. The asshole of performance is still at the club. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and doing a fine job by all reports. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's more. It's, it's referring more to you know the the fitness yeah side of things. Yeah, yeah. you know they're, they're by no means the fittest team in the comp, but I didn't think that was a fucking glaring issue. It's not like everyone's like, oh, well, maybe that's oh, they're gassed yeah. again. Maybe that's maybe that's just something that they've yeah. identified internally. Maybe something. they maybe they had an internal investigation as to how they ended up with an incentivised McDonald's deal for their playing group. Yeah, true. Maybe that's not conducive yeah, with head of yeah. performance. And why and why he didn't push back hard on that? Yeah, seeing 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 that that is like completely you know absolutely counter to his you know the KPIs of his position, <laughs> just the existence of that deal. Um, other news, uh, just for just today, I think uh, I was uh, talking about it yesterday. It's come come through today. Chad Townsend, who's currently out of favour at the Sharks and has not been in there for you know been dropped from their first grade side for uh, a couple of weeks now, um, he will be switching from the Sharks. Uh, has been given his release, and he will join the Warriors for the rest of the season to take up a halves position um, partnership with Cody Nikarima before he sets off to join the Cowboys on uh, his three-year deal that we spoke about earlier in the season that will start at the beginning of next season. So it's a a homecoming for for Chad, as he was over there in 2014, 2015, played 41 games for the Warriors, and uh, he will be available for their Round 16 clash with St. George Illawarra on July the 2nd. So that will be uh, the weekend after the one coming up. And he hasn't played first grade since Round 11, with his uh, with his last act as a shark being the uh, the field goal he slotted in extra time to defeat the dragons back in round eleven. Um, thoughts? I don't care. I'm I'm interested yeah, to same. see just how you know whether there's any rumblings as I mentioned before we hit record whether you know the Cowboys realise that maybe uh, didn't and. Drink water might uh, might actually be a promising combination, and they yeah. and Chad ends up staying at the Warriors long term because they're they're going to need some help. Yeah, I mean, like the, he he comes in obviously because uh, because uh, Channel Harris Tavita has done his pec, which mm. is a you know, reasonably severe injury and probably preclude him yeah. from playing any games for the rest of the season. So, and I guess they, you know it could just be a smart move. They're going okay. It's not June thirty yet. Chad hasn't played first grade for a month uh, over at the Sharkies, and he's you know clearly despised by their fan base. Perhaps, you know, and we don't have to take on if he sucks. We don't have to take on the burden yeah. for anything other than twenty twenty one because he's already committed up the you know up there. Yeah, so true. it could just be as simple as that. Just could be a smart gap filling mood. You know, it's it's probably something that you know I don't know. Mate, does it feel warm and fuzzy for? Warriors fans because he was you know there before. Do they care? Um, do they care? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. 
But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who does care. Fucking Sharks fans. Sharks members. Rejoicing. Particularly the ones that are oh, rejoicing. I mean, the, the, the only time they've rejoiced more in the last five seasons is when he was dropped four weeks ago. Jeez. Um, so that's all the only other thing they had to rejoice about. So, uh, well, it's not, not at all like Sharks fans desperately trying to make themselves seem relevant by involving <laughs> themselves in other clubs' business. Well, like, has know, he gotten uh, that much worse since he was in the premiership side? Like, has he really got – like, has his game deteriorated to yeah, such a degree? Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. He's been he's been very poor this year, and he wasn't great last year either. you got to so remember yeah, I that say, I'd say this. that premiership side had an all-time pack of forwards mm. behind, you know, one of the greatest forwards to ever, you know, put on a jersey for, for New South Wales, um, Luke Lewis. But for for him to, to turn into brain snap Chad, which he does fucking have in him, and they're fucking bad. I get why Epic. Sharks fans yeah. are sick of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, good. The Warriors got there, man. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, good riddance, good riddance to... to uh... To Chad, Chad rubbish from the from the from the uh, from the the oh, and I'm I wonder though from the Cowboys' perspective, not the club, from the fan base. I mean, it feels like Dearden is going to be okay mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, you know they 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 looked at the the the, the, the cow, I mean they they didn't look like themselves against Manly when they got flogged, but that Cowboys side that you know lets in a lot of points, scores a lot of points, and is he sort of in every contest? Was the one we saw last weekend. Yeah, that's it. Mm. With Dearden in there as well, you know. So uh, they got a long. They got like half a season to look at, or yeah, just not, you know, under half a season to to look at Dearden with yeah. drink water. I said both at of whom are exter- who, who are there long term, and yeah, what I mean, what happens if? Because the problem is now, I mean, like the club, uh, yeah, con- we always talk about how contracts aren't worth the, the you know the paper they're printed on and all this sort of thing, but I th- I think that the Cowboys are stuck. Absolutely. With this, with this eight hundred thousand per year, fucking yep. dud. Yeah. I said from never the start, I didn't, the first didn't understand that the signing to, to begin with. Um, yep. Even even before didn't. Um, you know, Clifford when he was there in Drinkwater, <coughs> I thought were were halves that the club could build something around and. But you got to remember, one of them was always going to go. Was Clifford signed to Newcastle, to Newcastle. before? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the Cl- but I mean, the but Clifford thing Dearden wasn't. And Townsend still makes zero sense. Yeah, but the Clifford thing wasn't his decision either. Mm. In mm. a sense, like he wasn't. You know, the Cowboys didn't want him, yeah. despite the fact that they hadn't really given the chance for that partnership to develop. And then after they'd made their decisions on both Townsend. And did, and yeah. Then that te- then that partnership between Clifford and Drinkwater starts to blossom and, and you know it. pay dividends. Yeah. And as soon, and as soon as it's almost like they're you know, one of their more, more glorious hours, and then that's the, that's his, Clifford's last game for the club. I tell you so, what, though, I, I would still fucking love for an NRL team to be able to just flat out sack a player, well, not even sack a yeah. player. You know, imagine if there was a, a minimum wage in the NRL, which there is. There was a minimum on the salary cap now, 110k a year. Yeah, thereabouts. Something yeah. like that. It would fucking be the greatest rule change for Landys could bring in 
if he could say that anyone that a club doesn't want for any reason whatsoever, you got to drop them down to minimum wage, and it doesn't count against your salary cap, but you still got to pay them. And then, and then they are, and then they're, they're, they're like a free, free agent. agents or something, That's or it. yeah, and That's they can it. just be picked up. And then the, yeah. the minute anyone else picks them up, it's not like well, you know, if if Milford signed a a million dollar a year contract, that essentially keeps Brisbane stuck with him. Yeah, and people don't have to pay any freight or anything That's like it. that. They just, they just, they just, you know, create the deal that they want to create for the player. Correct. And obviously, the player who you know may have been on a million dollars, you know, played terribly and was ultimately sacked down to the you know minimum wage yeah. standard. They would be happy at that point to sign a contract That's for four hundred thousand, like four times yeah. whatever the minimum or something like that yeah. was. Sure, it wasn't what they were getting, but it's yeah. But it's not one hundred and ten. Yeah. And can, yeah, can you imagine the amount of struggling teams at the moment? Like, how many times could Madge have made a harsh call on a Tigers player? Yeah, if, if that meant, was in place. Yeah, you know? their total their total bill against the, their salary cap. Yeah, would literally. Like, for their starting for their starting side, their, 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 their salary cap hit would be like one point seven million at the yeah. moment. If that were the case, yeah, fuck. you know. And look, you'd, you'd still need to to put a team out every week, so yeah. you can't go and sack everybody and just bring your Reggies up. But yeah. yeah, if they're really about letting you know uh, struggling clubs improve themselves, why do they have this thing that puts fucking concrete shoes on clubs? for the duration of a player's contract. However, yeah. if the player gets homesick, doesn't like the colour shirt the coach wears, you know, someone yeah. says something mean about their girlfriend, they chuck a hissy fit and get a new club at the drop of a hat. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the clubs, meanwhile, you know, they can choose not to play them if they're garbage, but I mean, they're still stuck on the hook for the, yeah. all that freight. That's it. And like, how many times could you have got rid of Dylan Walker? What's yeah. he on? At After every offence. What's he on at Manly? He's not on lot. No, he when he re-signed, he actually had to re-sign for less because they kind of strong-armed him because of the fact he's a cunt. Yeah, okay. Um, no, so that that was. But but yeah, but that was but, post cunt. But then there's been that up. But then there was the pizza. But then there was the, the, that that was that was post. You know, uh, throwing throwing the chick on the ground incident. But then then since that he's done. The, you know, the pizza thing has happened. Yeah, yeah. And so that what, that, and what then that deal's coming to its what do you conclusion he was on pre fortnight tantrum. Four hundred and something, I reckon. Okay, so who have you missed out on that you could have bought for four hundred k if you'd been able to punt him? Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, fucking get yeah. on it, Valandis. It's the so. rule change we need. Get fucking Clint Newton and just shove a fucking pen up his urethra and make him sign the fucking contract. Find it. How's he going to sign it with the pen up his urethra? It's very interesting. Well, he doesn't have that's, he doesn't he doesn't have to use that pen to sign. He has it. to use a second pen. No, he can use another pen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm just I saying. Thought he was some kinky Mister Squiggle there for a second. I thought, no, I'm just. Gonna be I'm just saying. It's, it's it seems apparent to me that he sits around in every single meeting he's in with his fucking cock in his hand anyway. Yeah. So maybe well having use of it. That's it. Maybe having a fucking pen attachment and let him do some actual good. Okay, let's look at the uh, previews, or in this case, preview. Queensland versus New South Wales, State of Origin, Game 2, takes place this Sunday, 
June 27th at Suncorp Stadium. Queensland side, Reese Walsh has been given the uh, the number one jersey after seven games. Um, Callum Ponga and AJ Brimson both unavailable through injury. Valentine Holmes then moves to the wing. Now, uh, what have we got here in the pack? Big Tino moves to lock. Uh, they brought in uh, someone they sorely missed last time, Josh Papali'i, and uh, he comes in at prop. Uh, so on the bench, Ben Hunt replaces Brimson. Murderous Frank Molo comes onto the bench in replace of Joe Offhangawe. Uh, Colin Hess remains in the reserves in 18. And uh, in number 19, the newcomer, the moot, Ronaldo yeah. Militalo. Let me tell you, this show gets all the credit. Uh, so ever since he he was branded as the moot, and the, with the with the mission to make moot great again, look at him. He's in state of origin side. The He's trajectory fucking, is astronomical. <laughs> huge trajectory. Now uh, the uh, New South Wales side. You have not mentioned Andrew fucking McCulloch in the nine. Oh fuck! I forgot. I forgot about Macca. Yeah, Macca's coming in the nine because. Uh, Harry Grant, uh, I, I, I believe he, 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 he busted died. something. He must he, have died. He, he destroyed, he beat the Tigers so badly that he actually broke himself. Such was the level of destruction he wrought upon them, much like, you know, Justice Hooney on Paul Gallen's head. I would um, trot out Harry Grant's rotting corpse in a maroon jersey before I'd put Andrew fucking McCulloch in the side. Jesus oh, Christ. Um, Confirm that you are not a selector for the Queensland Origin side, despite suspicions to the contrary. Um, <laughs> I don't know who suspected that. But the <laughs> the uh, the New South Wales side. Uh, only one change, injury change. Jake Turbo injured, so Payne Haas moves into the starting pack. Angus Crichton joins the bench, and uh, in the reserves in twenty, Dale Finucan. So, boys. I don't Crushing like victory. I don't like McCulloch at nine. I don't know why you wouldn't play Ben Hunt at nine and let him fucking play eighty minutes if he has to. It I think Ben Hunt me. will play like fifty minutes. Sorry, plus. I reckon Ben Hunt will play play fifty minutes plus. I think he'll fucking have to. Uh, the Reese Wall selection is it is the very definition of an all or nothing play and. Potentially set the kid back several years in his development of his career <laughs> if, if it goes one way. Um, could be an all-time origin iconic moment if it goes the other. There is zero fucking grey area, no in-between. It's going to go one way or the other. He's not going to have a quiet game where no one realises he's on the park. He's going to be attacked. He's going to have to defuse a thousand fucking bombs and they're going to be looking to him to spark the attack, and that's a whole lot of pressure for someone with seven first grade games under their under it's their. Way belt. too much responsibility for a fucking kid, and like it he is. can't he can't win the game for them. <laughs> like his selection alone mm. is not a match winning selection, and I mean watching it that could first be a try that, losing uh, selection though. Yeah, well, watching that, watching sorry, the second try that Tommy Turbo scored against the against the Titans was exactly the same as a try that he scored for New South Wales in 2019 against Caelan Ponga, mm. and where he jumped up and just sort of just snatched the ball from above mm. the fullback and then scored. Yep, that play is going to fucking play itself out for Turbo and Tedesco multiple times in this game. I think, I think that's 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 something they're going to actually be aiming to do. 
And also, there's this game. Remember the game where it was fucking Warriors versus, I want to say Cowboys? And Reese Walsh was playing fullback that game with two of us, a Sheck on the wing. Mm. And we were saying it was one. It was like a close game. It was like it was a it was a field goal game, wasn't it? Val got the field goal mm. at the end, mm. I think, to win it. And uh, for the Cowboys, and like Reese, Walsh, yeah, yeah, he had broken ankles a couple of times in that game. Where two of yeah. us, a Sheck, perhaps if he would have been uh, playing positionally at fullback in defence, they yeah. might have got away with that game. I'd and like the New South Wales <laughs> back five is like. Fucking, you know, could be could go down as one of the greatest. I was just about to say, has there been a better one through five for New South Wales in in Origin history? Yeah, like very very small sample size, might you know, mind you, because I mean, like New South Wales have you have trotted out some great backlines over the years. If you, when like you think in, about the players, instantly when when you say New South Wales back backline, yeah, I'm, I'm instantly thinking of you know Gidley and Tahu. Yeah, maybe who, didn't. Who was with them? Uh, fuck, we need to pull out some old sides. But I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking like even going back to like you know, like you know, ET and ET and McGore and guys like uh, fucking like McGregor. Even you know, I mean, obviously we you know we had some ordinary ones too. I've got you know both Scott in, mm. in the centres because yeah. he's a defensive player. I was going to neutralise Greening. Didn't quite work out that way, um, but. Look, I just just for attacking potency, and maybe it's the combination of the players and the time that we're in at the moment with the way the rules are at the moment. But yeah, I mean, it's like a they're they're an undeniable group of players at the moment, especially when you're lining them up against. You know, Cough felt yeah, he didn't really prove himself stuff. at this level last time, and Kurt Capewell didn't really prove himself last time. So um, just to <clears throat> to interject in 1991, mm-hmm. Brandy at fullback. Chris Johns, E.T., Laurie in the centres, Michael O'Connor, Cliffy at 5'8", Ricky at half. That's a fair backline. That- that's, that's a fair backline there, but, I mean, at the same time, you know, I'm not I – don't, I don't hold Chris Johns up to be no. incredible. I think the most incredible thing about Chris Johns is that he was like a New South Welshman in the Broncos side. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. Um, um. I'm, and, I'm just and also Brandy there. at fullback. I'm, you know, I'm not absolutely fucking enamoured with either. But, oh man, not this is '91 Brandy. Yeah, '91 Brandy. But looking at that, you've got so you got Brandy, you got Laurie, and you got Ricky in there. Yeah, there's some skillful fucking players. Yeah, and it does, have, and it does, and it does have that air of uh, you know great players playing in you know. Other positions to to ones that they also had amazing success at, yeah. Exactly. Like, like 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 we're seeing with Turbo and then Latrell in there, yeah. So um, but yeah, we put that out to the people what they think about it, and obviously mm. history history will judge them. If we win every game by fifty this this series, then it's a historical undeniable. or it's undeniable origin <laughs> historical origin. You know, it'd be a sweep. It'd be like you know the 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 largest aggregate score for and against in a in a origin series it'd be the large you know all of this sort of bullshit yeah um, you know they'd come down to probably some of the largest winning margins in you know in in the history of the series you know either either side so like and then if that's the case then yeah I guess the argument kind of makes itself doesn't it I think the yeah. the biggest strength and and we saw a lot of it in game one for New South Wales is that you look through that squad. And 
not just in the back line, but you know, you go through um, Damian Cook, even to Isaiah Yo, but mm-hmm. certainly between Tedesco, Mitchell, Tom, Luai, Cleary, to a slightly lesser extent, Addo Carr, and, and then Damian Cook and, and Isaiah Yo, the creativity and ability to, to, to create for themselves, not not just their teammates, but also for themselves opportunities. And then you look across yeah. to the Queensland side and their list of just, I've given you New South Wales list, there's fucking eight players out of the starting side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go to Queensland and you've got Cameron Munster would be one. Mm-hmm. Yes. To a slightly lesser extent, Daly, he likes to play with a bit more structure, but he can he can operate effectively in broken field. And then the next one is Reese Walsh, and then it's fucking slim pickings. I wouldn't yeah. say Valentine Holmes, certainly from the wing, is, no. is super no. creative. You know, he's fast. He's, Cape Well and Gay Guy, absolutely yeah, not. Absolutely Felt not. Absolutely not. And Great finisher, but that's about at the end of it. Yeah. You um, know, so if it's a, if it's a tight off. game... And, and then you've got Ben Hunt's the only other guy in the entire squad. Yeah, exactly. See, he, that's, that's the concern the thing. I have. Capewell will score you those origin effort tries. The sure. ones he scores for Penrith are those ones where where someone puts his kick in and he just chases through harder. Like his 10, 15 second max effort mm. is more than than probably anyone else on that field. That That's what he'll score you. The trouble is for him to be of any fucking use to you, you need it to be a close game. Sure. Yeah. He's going to score that that try where it's, you know, it's been 10 all for 30 minutes and they've been peppering your line and then you finally get a lucky penalty and score one down the other end. He, he's scoring that one. Yeah. You yeah. Know, the, the momentum shift. Agree wholeheartedly. Unfortunately, it's going to be fucking 60 nil at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. And that that is the concern, so, you know. It, and if it yeah. if it happens to be you get through those those first twenty minutes of those the brutal exchanges, but then the fatigue and and starts kicking in, and yeah. and one side's got eight players that can create, and the other side's got two, maybe three, four yep. at an absolute stretch. That's a fucking big advantage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it even comes down like, you know, because the, the way that the game has shifted for better or for worse at the rules is that rather than like teams working for field position and setting up camp and then scoring points off the back of it, sustained, you know, um, field position, yeah. now it's all about possession. And then the way to the way to maintain possession is to get six agains, mm. receive penalties in your favour, or yep. score tries and get the kickoff. And now you look at those two squads against each other objectively, which of the squads there has the ability to go back to back to back to back to back to back scoring tries and not giving the team the ball back. Mm. Yeah. You know, and the, on- the only other way they keep the ball is if New South Wales happens to be to morph into the most ill-disciplined side in the history yeah, of rugby Yeah, and dropping league, the you know? ball. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I don't see that. And the thing is, you look at, and we all know what Damian Cook brings for New South Wales as he does for, for South, but, and then... He's opposing number nine. Again, I go back to Andrew fucking McCulloch. With yeah. all due respect, Andrew McCulloch's flat out run, outrunning my grandmother. Who Hook, else is eligible? Hooker that wasn't deemed good enough. Who have they overlooked for it? Uh, well, I, I think you know, when you look Who's at Queensland. Who's not injured? When you look, yeah, when you look at Queensland hooking stocks, you've had the um, the injury and, and subsequent retirement of Jake Friend. 
Reed yep. Marnie was in the he was in the squad and yeah was injured. He's still gone, and so he's gone. So then you look. So so Queensland hookers. I mean, I want to start looking at guys like, you know, you really have to start looking at guys like, uh, like the Titans have like you know, Aaron Clark. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Because, but why not and start ones, Mitch hunt? Rain, which is not why eligible. Not start hunt at nine, and then just find yeah. it. Find another utility. Maybe not another hooker, yeah. but a, a utility. Who? Well, the yeah. most obvious like, choice would it, be the most obvious choice would be, and, and he's not in fantastic form, but neither is McCulloch. Um, would be Embai. He was the incumbent utility from last year. Um, I don't know. I'd have to scout through. No, it's a no, tiger. No, he's, yeah. He he plays it's like he shit. is, but he's yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. but like, like who? I mean, I, look, I understand. The process that leads us to select, that leads the, the Queensland side, I should say, that would lead someone to select Reese Walsh in the sense that you've got a lot of great first and second options that aren't available to you. So but then you've got to so who's the other fullback? Who's the other fullback that, I mean, like you either run with like Valentine. Yeah. And then just try and find another, you know, another backline player to jam in there somewhere. Which is fucking rough because he's the the coach of the squad is the coach that brought him back from the NFL to be a fullback. Mm. Yeah. So, um, the, Maybe it's just the, a matter of just trying to find a, the best position for Reese Walsh and bringing him into the seventeen. Yeah, that's it. And and Val may yeah, in a game thing. situation, maybe Val drops back in defence. Maybe he plays fullback in defence. Yeah, maybe he does. Yeah, I don't know. But this is the thing for a young kid coming in. Yeah. You guys have touched on it, but he's not going to be a game breaker. He's not going to come in and and change the structure of the attack. for For the youngest player to ever play, is is he the the youngest or is he just one of the youngest? I'd say he's one of. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen saying anything saying youngest. that he's the youngest. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd want him bought in. Like essentially, you would want that kid in Origin Daycare, being that that generational Queensland squad. Yeah. At his age to go into that squad, that sets you up for the future. This yeah. sets you up to be head fucked. Mm. Yeah. Look, I've got I've got no issue with him being brought into the squad to be around it, and then after another after a full year of first grade, then you know you start to bring him into the fold because he's obviously yep. like a talent. That's it. But like throwing him in the deep end like this, and like look, yeah. as a fan of rugby league, you know I I I I don't want to see him get fucking absolutely destroyed and head no. fucked or whatever. As a New South Wales fan, fuck him, <laughs> dead set, mm-hmm. fuck him. Yeah, I hope he it. I hope he has an absolute merit of a game. Like Justin Hodges' first first game, which Queensland actually won that game, but you know what I mean. Like that kind of, you know, that's what I want to see yeah. as a New South Wales fan. Because like at the end of the day, you you're selected for that side. You put that jersey on, and yeah. you fucking you've made your bed. He, if, they're, he, if they're dropping grenades on you, then that you know you've you've made your fucking bed, son. So in contrast with that side from '91, we saw, which was just brilliant players in, in almost every position. Yeah. Go to two thousand and five, right? And it's it's much more of it's probably a better specialist backline. So Minicello at fullback. Yep. Matt King on the wing. Gaznier and Cooper. Yeah. And Luke Rooney on the other wing. 
Oh, the the old yeah, the old blue bloods. I can't I can't look back and I can't believe that he was on the wing, hey. Um, but you get Joey at seven. Yeah. But you have to deal with Braith at six. Now this was Canterbury Bankstown Braith. Mm, wasn't yeah. Tigers Braith. Yeah. Is that a better squad than ninety one? Is it a better squad a better backline than now? No, fuck no. 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 There's no Luke Rooney's in that side. Is, I mean, is Tyler I mean, the equal of Rooney, though? Like, just in his skill and... Better. Wow. Better by fucking far. far. It's not even close. Oh, I can't You've got your pen glasses on yeah, today, making I, you believe I, Rooney was better than he was. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just talking in, in the scheme of that, that side. No. Like, at any Tyler point... so fucking at, better. At any point of Luke Rooney's career, I would take Brian to- over him. Same. Yeah, wow. Same. Same. Like obviously, and look obviously, Minicello is Minicello is undeniable. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah. fucking Teddy, you know, Teddy's still pretty good as well. I mean, I don't think yeah. he's, I don't think he's prime mini. But I mean, there's not a massive gap between what they bring to the table. You know what I mean? I mean, around 2005, that's around about Minicello's fucking like that's about that's almost that's like peak. that's peak yeah. Minicello, right? He yeah. was untouchable yeah. there for a couple yes. of seasons, yes. mini. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't think yeah. yeah. I don't think those guys have got yeah. Cooper and Gaznia were very, uh, very um, like tout speci- specialist centres. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. winger slash centre. Mm. Well, re- let's 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 reconvene at the end of the series and uh, and see how it's all panned out. There you go. Well, there you go. As a bit of a cheat, then. Yeah. In game in game three, you replace Luke Rooney with Tamana Tahu. Right. Mm. And look, he had some great games for New South Wales. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And, and anyway, yeah, I've got to say do. as well, and and maybe I'm tainted by Tiger's Braith, but I'm, at any point of Braith's <laughs> career, I'm taking Luai over Braith. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 100%. yeah, of course. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anybody except for Braith and Mum who would fucking disagree with you. Oh. Honestly. I'm not okay. So sure Feel fearless predictions. Another fifty, minimum. Reese Walsh, man of the match. We need to set up one of our bet with mates situations, don't we? Yeah. Oh, let's have a look. <laughs> let's, uh, let's open up this bet with mates, which is such a piece of piss. Even uh, I can do two things at once. Not three, I could barely speak then. <laughs> yeah, let's get there. Okay, so what's it going to be? It's going to be the... Uh... Right, uh, here's the group. So we've got we're sports. Then we go into Origin 2. It's there. So New South Wales to wins $1.25. That's not juicy enough. That's... It's the yeah, that's no, it's not juicy. That's, that's really low for Origin, isn't it? It is. Queensland's four dollars. That's got to be close to the fucking widest Origin. New South Wales thirteen plus is a dollar seventy two. They are not expecting Queensland to put up much of a fight in this game. No. The line is fourteen and a half. Wow. Now, any time try scorer. What are we doing here? Uh, do we want Tyre? I want two plus tries for Tommy. Hang on, Tyre? 
Oh, Toe yeah. for sure as well. Oh, Toe well. anytime. Mm. How about Tom. we go two, two, two tries for two tries for Brian, two tries for Tommy. Pick a I line for picking picking pick an amount for New South Wales to win by, and that's almost your bet right there. Unless you really want to get off the beaten track and try and throw some other rando try scorers in there, I think Latrell's got at least a pick try. Your in, to be honest. New South Wales. Kurt Kate, well, yeah. any time try scorer, I'll throw him in there to bump the odds up. Cool. So you go and get a bet with your mate's group. I don't have any mates. And I'm in this group, you fucking Nazis. <laughs> Look, yeah. I, uh, okay, so New South Wales minus 29.5 is $4.35. Look, I'm, I'm with it. I like it. I love it, actually. So that's New South Wales to win. Yes. Brian Toto, anytime try scorer. Yep. Tommy Turbo, anytime try scorer. Yep. New South Wales, minus 29.5. Yep. Returns $7.25. Right. Now, the thing is, with the, if you're saying 29.5, that means you're saying that New South Wales is going to score five tries and you've got two anytime try scorers. So now let's think about who do you think is going to. Yeah, New South Wales are at least going to score five tries, I should say, by that rationale. Yep, and so, so I'm, I'm saying we're picking two out of five. Yeah, right. You don't want to throw, try and you don't want to try and throw any other try scorers in there. Well, nope. Latrell Mitchell. Nope. <laughs> because how do you know Queensland don't completely capitulate in the middle, and it's fucking Saifidi and Cook. I bet you Saifidi had add some juice to that bitch. Eight fifty. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, like no, that's just that's just getting degenerate level. So, um, I'm look, I'm happy to go a safe little earner like the, like the you know the way you had it there set up and it was what seven bucks something. It's free money essentially, better than bank interest, etc. etc. Righto, let's get on that one then. I'll have my own bet then, you fuckers. Do you have a do you have a do you have a, do you have a potential final score that you'd like to offer up to me, Glenn? Queensland, 15. New South Wales, 14. New South Wales are going to be restricted to 14 points. Cameron Munster, man of the match. <coughs> Do you have a scoreline you'd like to offer up, Stepdad? New South, I've said New, New South Wales Yep. by 50. It'll be 56-6. 56-6. Yeah, I think New South Wales are going to win this game. I, I too like 56 as a number. I also like 54, but I think 56. A couple of misconversions right out wide. Um, couple, you know, the you know, tries at Toto scoring, of course. And uh, look, 56 points. And I'm going to say that Queensland going to get a little bit of junk time in there, but not much. 14. 56 to 14. There you go. So close. Close enough that maybe the boys have been thinking about the hand grenade during training and might bust it out in homage to the great men that preceded them. Beautiful. Okay, as promised, we've got a bit of a mailbag situation going on here. Bonus mailbag, bigger mailbag, the big bag. And the first question is uh, almost like it's been tailored Especially for you, Glenn. <laughs> Troy asking, do Counting Crows have the best discography in music? Yes. Do you want to Google what discography Why? is before you answer that? Don't, don't treat me like an idiot, mate. 
Come on now. In my you opinion, said, you just said yes, the Cam Crows do. have the best discography in music. Like, like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you think that means the discography roughly translates into reason to fuck them with scissors. <laughs> Probably fuck them with something. I don't know about scissors. That seems very aggressive. Seems like something you'd be yeah, into look. before I would be. Let's be honest. Absolutely bait bait of a question. And uh I look I just can't give it the I can't give it the satisfaction. Yeah. So everyone just agrees with me. Obviously right, no. Next question. I mean fucking hell. No, the the answer's the answer's obviously no. I mean, come on. I got like four songs that the layperson could could name, I think, without too much problem and one of those is a fucking cover how are you getting three so, more than sha la 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 <laughs> because i think that people could pe- people people would also probably be aware of the um you know for the reason of how horrific it was the 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 uh the Joni mitchell cover um which one was that the the you know the yellow taxi fucking pay paradise put on a parking lot you know um isn't then, that I the think same isn't that the sha la la song no, you just, and, you um, just, your no, ignorance retard, is showing. No. Come on now. Yeah, that's that's that's. You, you, it's you right up you're going, you're going too far. Guy. No, and then, and then they had that, and then they had that. Um, uh, then they had that other song around the time, Mister Jones, as well. That I know that Glenn will be able to recall at a moment. That's the Shalala La 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 song. No, yeah, that's Mister Jones. Jones yeah, yes. and there's the other one as well. What was the other one like round here round or yeah, you know, something yeah, like that? Here, yeah, yeah that, there's that. That's that's two. Then there's the Joni Mitchell covers three. No, and then the other no. And then the don't other one is the one that was in Shrek. Don't tell me long December. There was the other. Then there was one that was in the Shrek. That there was one that was in the Shrek soundtrack. Yeah, and like accidentally I just figured, in you know, love. People got kids in there. Yeah, that's four four songs. I, I haven't. I haven't Shrek got a fucking clue what long Shrek December is. Shrek is love. So. Accidentally in love. Yeah, that's how the song went. So, so four four so, four songs does not make even the names a, of the songs discography. Suck. <laughs> Everything about them is great. <laughs> What, what, oh, what are you what are you writing about? Accidentally in love. How the fuck is that a good idea? How does that uplift anyone? I don't know. How does ask that share? Any, ask any female that's ever been with you. <laughs> Say fucking autobiographical song. No, there's there's is chemically in love. <laughs> Chloroformally in love. Gotcha. <laughs> Technically in love. <laughs> Not really in love. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, all right, hang on. Let me just write that down. All right, um, sorry. Now we go <laughs> yes. on and we say. Ryan says, which club has been the most disappointing slash underachieving team so far this season? Surely the ninth merchants are up there after their sixty-six point pumping, but there's plenty of other contenders. I say Canberra because more was expected of them. Yeah. I say Titans because the way they finished last season with um, a roster that was significantly worse with the great promise of you guys like your David Fafitas and your big Tinos coming into that lineup. Mm. A fully fit, you know, uh, Brimson supposedly having a breakout year where people would remember his name. Um 
so yeah, that's that. I, I would have thought that they would have continued on their way from last season, except better because of you know some amazing forwards that they brought into the lineup, mm. and they are you know there's they're down there they're spoon level contenders, mm. some of the worst defense in the league. Uh, yeah, then I I agree with you, Canberra, just because that's a bigger fall from grace. I don't, yeah, I don't know like that, that I had massive... Though, too. That's the thing. I, I don't know that I've... I feel like Canberra already dipping, you know what I mean? I didn't, there was nothing to make me think, oh, yeah, no, they're going to bounce back up again. Mm. I, I looked at last year as, you know, the, the potential for COVID anomalies to be everywhere around the results last year was huge. Yeah. And... It just proves that they're not an anomaly. Yeah, true. The windows, the windows slam shut down there, and why wouldn't you fucking slam the windows shut? It's cold. Yeah, that's it. Uh... Hamish says, what chance, if any, would having North Sydney back in the comp ad? I presume the amount of Sydney teams would prevent another club from the area being added, but the club's name keeps popping up when expansion's talked about. No fucking chance, especially in North. Do you know why the club's name keeps popping up when expansion's talked about? Because Greg Florimo won't fucking shut up. Because ex-North Sydney fans click on articles. (laughs) Yeah. And non-ex-North Sydney fans also click on articles to laugh at how stupid the article is. Yes. You know, honestly. Half and manly fans click on the articles. <laughs> yeah. As a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a basically a trigger That's to it. masturbate. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. If you title an article, um, you know, North Sydney say this is their chance to get back mm-hmm. into the competition, then Bears fans are going to be all over it. Like, yeah, this is the chance. Everyone else is going to look, read it looking for, for ways to make fun of it. Yeah. Exactly the same. You, you put an article out that says Queensland team furious with NRL's position. Mm-hmm. Queensland people are going to read it wanting to be furious and everyone else will read it wanting to laugh at them. <laughs> Clickbait. Yep. End of the day, North Sydney had their chance. They could still be in the competition in the same manner in which Illawarra and... Uh, the West Magpies are in a competition, and sure, hey, hey, hey. they're wearing the fucking they're, they're wearing they're wearing the horse they're wearing the horse costume, and they're then sure they're the ass end of the horse costume, but they're still yeah. in the costume, yeah. and the costume still gets to go in the parade. Yep. North's you know North weren't happy with that, so um, there's no fucking there's no there's no uh, bipedal for, uh, you know, fucking yeah. uh, two part two part human centipedes. Here's North the of Sydney. Do you remember after what, what was the first massive top? Was the first. Tommy tribute round, or, or the week. Uh, that was right. That, it wasn't so much a. Tri- <laughs> it wasn't a tribute round. It was like like the day he died. That's it. it was the, or the, the day after whenever they played. Yeah. After he died. Mm. After that yeah. round, I read an article from somebody, um, and and it was a fantastic article about the Tigers, and he, his point was essentially that the Balmain side of the club should go and sit in Reggie's, and look to replicate what the Newtown Jets have done. Mm-hmm. Where they have built through nostalgia, a proper fan base that are driving finances to the club. Yeah, you know, why can't North Sydney be happy with that? Yeah, they just they, at the moment they just uh, basically just come around and just you know cuck themselves yeah. to be the Reggies for whoever you know wants to use That's them as it. Reggies. Yep, and at the moment being you know Souths. Um, yeah, there was that there was that talk there where they were considering, or you know, at least in the media anyway, they were trying to talk about uh, getting a license for the Titans. Yeah, that's right. When all the Michael Searle stuff went down yeah, a couple of yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah, which yeah. never happened. Yeah. Um, look, they had the, they had the chance, blew it. Now they're dead. 
Honestly, I think their yeah, only no. chance lies in actually just coming out and saying, we will be the Bears, but we will not be the North Sydney Bears. We understand. Yeah, we we'll need the, to go somewhere we'll else. We'll be the Bears in Perth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. The best thing about the North um, Sydney Bears since they've been uh, executed was uh, them playing the Western Suburbs Magpies in reserve grade when Robbie Farrar was playing for North Sydney and um, yeah. they were playing for the Jason Taylor Cup. Yeah. <laughs> All-time favourite. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was tremendous. And Robbie withdrew uh, Danny him. says... <laughs> Just on that note, yeah, did Danny you see says, that cunt yeah. uh, at the Tigers game? Like, Madge's made it quite clear, you know, everyone out of the fucking sheds, this is their yeah. mess to clean up. And they came out after halftime and got a try put on them almost immediately. And there's Robbie coaching everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, you know, this is, he's, he's trying to reach his final form, yeah? I mean, he's white handed so many coaches. I mean, what's the, the next progression is that, you know, he becomes the only person that will coach the side. Just imagine wow. the ultimate. That's million white hands. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about, well, I mean, you know, I mean, who 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 white answers? You know, he white answers himself, or he's uh, or you, you talk about match burning players out. I mean, like you know, who better to fucking burn players out than the guy that you know burned an entire schnitzel franchise to the ground? Yes, I mean, <laughs> he's an absolute he's an absolute specialist on burning shit out. <coughs> now, um, Danny says, which was better, the sound of the bell being rung for six again, or the voice of God for six again? Voice of God. The train going through the tunnel sound, that, that that was the best by far. Have we had this conversation? I hate this fucking... We had this conversation probably when we were sitting at the at Magic Ground. Because everyone that you spoke to from Sydney was saying that the sound at Magic Ground is what they hear on the TV. Whereas I was saying the sound I heard at Magic Ground is not the sound that comes out of my television. Mm. Magic Ground was the first time I heard that sound. Yeah. But all the Before Sydney then it was like the train coming through the tunnel, yeah. All the Sydney people and were then, saying that. No, that that's the sound they hear every time. Yeah, and then now, and now, like I haven't heard the other. It's like they switched it over, and you know, yeah. I haven't heard it since. There you go. Boom! Ruck infringement. I hate it. it sucks. Um, Alistair, yeah. So he said, Nate asked in today's episode four hundred nine if there's been a better than forty eight point halftime halftime score in the NRL era. Para put on fifty against Cronulla second half in two thousand and three, and then he's you got the line scores here when Parramatta ultimately won the game seventy four points to four, and um, and I should say that uh, Sharks RCB I think I wrote it on on Twitter. He actually DM'd me with this game first, and about five minutes later, Alistair hit us on the Facebook group with the same thing. And um and Michael in the, he he's DM me I was like I've got to fucking track this game down to watch it and he it's like he had it in his back pocket ready to go YouTube link for the whole game and now I'm going to put this on the on the website in the show notes for this episode and if anyone's got the time special well this week you do have the time because we're not getting eight games I would highly recommend you watch this game from two, about I think it's August two thousand and three. It is fucking spectacular. The it, yeah, special place. I was saying to you guys before we started recording, like a special place in my heart goes to you know obviously two thousand eight grand final and you know things like and you know great manly games. Then you have got the hundred minute game. This game is next. It's this fucking spectacular 
throwback game to a bygone era. It yes. is one of the dirty it is one of the dirtiest fucking grubbiest games I've ever seen. The niggle is fucking endless <sighs> on both sides. And um and Shane Hayne is the referee and obviously oh, people people who listen to the show, you know, back in 2013 would understand my feelings about that guy and this game was his absolute second lowest point ever after the 2013 grand final. Um and in terms of our, like, you know, is it better than the 48 points that Manly scored against the Titans, um, who had almost 100% completions for the match, but they only missed one completed set at the very end of the game? This game has asterisks all over it. The reason why it got to 74 to 4 is because, is, is because, um, just after half time, David Peachy, uh, who was a captain, he got sin-binned, and then on the way off the field, he turns around and fight, gobs off to Shane Hayne and then turns around and goes to walk off to the sin-bin, and Shane's like, David Peachy, get back here, get back here, and Peachy just walks straight down the tunnel, so he goes, that's it, he's off. And so Peachy's sent off about the 47th minute or something like that. Um, then a couple of minutes later, Danny Nutley gets 10 in the bin, and Danny Nutley was like, it's like classic Danny Nutley, like in attack and in defense, like every tackle's high, fucking every every, yeah, every runs off the he back fence. and then. And then so so now the sharks are down. To, now the sharks are down to eleven, right? Two minutes after Nutley gets sent to the sin bin, Dale Newton gets sent off for a high tackle. So now Ooh. they're down to yeah. Okay. Down, down, now they're down, now they're now they're down to ten players for eight minutes and eleven players for about thirty minutes of the, of this game. And at that point, you know, obviously Parramatta points just started flowing. Jamie Lyons scored five tries. Um, the, they scored tries in the 54, 56, 58th minute, um, then 60, 62, 68, and 76 minute versus 11 men. And um, and that game allowed the Eels to completely erase a 66 point for and against differential that they had on the table before they entered that round. Um, now, uh, the, the follow-up of the games, Peachy got suspended for two games by the judiciary um, for deliberately ignoring a referee's instructions. Shane Hayne was dropped for his handling of the match because this match, the spitefulness, the niggle, everything is his fault. He's talking to the players like absolute fucking shit. Okay, like it's it's it's, it's fucking unbelievable to hear the way that he's talking. Like from minute one of the game, he's just talking to these players like they're cunts. Like it's just I've never fucking heard anything like it. Really? Um, it's it's it is fucking so enjoyable because it is just the pinnacle of chaos. This game. Um. And then you get then you get um, uh, Phil Bailey is like the acting captain after after Peachy sent off right, and then so uh, fucking someone else does a high tackle um, coat hanger someone on the on the like pretty you know, decent coat hanger on a paramedic guy towards the end of the game, and so Phil Bailey's called out as the captain while they're waiting for the player to come over, and Phil Bailey's been a total smart ass to Shane Hayne going well yeah well, yeah based on based on what you've done I mean you know he's got to get sent off too right. And like, and then so Shane Hayne doesn't send him off. And then there's another part at the end of the game where um, the touch judge runs in and say, and 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 dob and like and narks on Phil Bailey for speaking shit about Shane Hayne. And Shane, and and he's gone. He's he started saying all this stuff for no reason. And Phil and Phil Bailey looks at him and goes, "What do you mean for no reason?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and and it's like the most blatant it's like the most blatant like descent send off ever right but then Shane Hayne, Shane Hayne turns to him and goes uh, and goes look you know I you know I understand that you know the, the tempers you know that that you know, emotions are high in this game so I'm just going to fucking I'm just going to ignore ignore what you just said sort of thing so he completely disregards <laughs> and just said yeah just calm down and get on with the game or whatever and uh, oh there's another like, there's another part where there's a punch up where um 
the Darren Tracy's in the yeah you know, he's on he's on a uh, a Sharks player in the tackle. Peachy runs up and drags him off the player. Tracy throws a punch and then then uh, and then uh, Peachy just gets him and just you know by the by the jersey and just starts fucking firing the uppercuts into into his head. And um and then Shane Hayne goes okay now look you dragged him off the player so that was going to be a penalty against you. But then he's throwing but but then he's throwing the first punch. So you you guys are going to get the penalty, but this is after Peachy's fucking landed about five or six uppercuts in this guy's face. It is fucking. It's going to be in the show notes. Oh, it's got Gary Freeman in color commentary, and he's just blowing up about how shit Shane Hayne is at refereeing the entire time. He's just <laughs> furious about. He's like about the way he's speaking to the players, the way he's not explaining anything to the players, his decisions, and all this sort yeah, of thing. Wow. Uh, it's just when you look at the total package of this game, it is just fucking entertaining to the maximum. Um, so. Yeah, well, well worth uh, checking out, and I'm so fucking glad for these uh, these two guys that brought it to my attention because I don't have any recall of that game when it actually happened. But then we've had people in the mailbag coming going, "Yeah, I was at that game," and even as a Parramatta fan, I walked away from it like, you know, I don't know how I really feel about that win. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah it was it was that it was that crooked, man. Um, highly recommended. Um, Joy says, uh, "Fucking selection masterstroke from Queensland with Walsh." That's what all the headlines are about and what everyone's looking at and thinking about. Meanwhile, what they've done is get rid of the only Bronco in Xavier Coates and their fucking Tig Pie slash ex-Bronco off Hengawe. Queensland 13 plus, Kents. Oof. Brave. Oh. Yeah, no. Yeah, so you're brave. Talking, uh, yeah, you're talking my language. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, I know the Raiders are, fa- are failing and the Titans are blow expectations, but I think the biggest loser of the year and, in fact, the last few years has been Nathan Cleary's Neanderthal brow. With the Quasimodo-type chin taking centre stage, the brow has become a second-rate understudy that on any other face would take centre stage. Seriously, no one ever talks about it. What's that rule where an ugly girl goes to the club with an even uglier girl to make themselves look prettier? That's Cleary's face. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of discussion around Nathan Cleary's face. (laughs) <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter the other day fucking snitching, like literally tagging like Asada or anti-doping in a tweet saying that they need to start testing Cleary and putting pictures of the fucking acne and everything. <laughs> oh, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, I mean, like, honestly, you, you, do, yeah, do you understand how how, how often and uh, and rigorously these players are tested? Yeah, exactly. These days. I mean, it's just, like, it's fun to joke about, but there's just you just can't get away with it. Um Mitch says, "Oh, he's he's brought up another one. He's our biggest the biggest score. The, the oh, hang on, where are we? The biggest scoring half of football not against cane farmers was during St George's ninety-one-six gape rape of Canterbury in nineteen thirty-five. <laughs> Twenty-three-six at half time, so the second half was sixty-eight nil. It was Canterbury's first year in the New South uh, NSW RFL, but with two wins they didn't finish last. The university did. They didn't win a game all season. In fact, they didn't win a game between round two nineteen thirty-four and round fourteen nineteen thirty-six. A forty-two game losing streak." I specifically said though it doesn't Look, count about fucking farmers like leaving. Yeah. Like if, if the match was played at a time when people thought Nazis might be onto something, like well, where like the first three grades of football were all in the military, and by people in I mean fucking Egypt you know, or something, yeah, not, <laughs> or fucking no, you know, 30, France, thirty-four, thirty-five. Yeah, that's between them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but that, that's Just, what I'm yeah. saying. Before 39, people are like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Look at the way they've got them to recover. Well done. <laughs> look at these Nazis. 
that com- that that country was absolutely clean cleaned out, and gee, they really pulled themselves up by the bootstraps. That's it. <laughs> you got to respect their initiative. Yeah, bright future. Yes, that's it. Charis- charismatic leader they've got over there. Look, look, look at all the food he's preparing for the people. Those chimneys all, are working twenty four seven. All jokes aside, <laughs> that is an accurate representation of history, and the the fucking thought that. That's how fucking people were led to yeah. believe and the propaganda around it's fucking... Up, up, yeah. up until he was fucking in it, the British were like, no, no, he's good. Hitler said he was Well, won't. I mean, they even had like a, you know, like Chamberlain, they had, they had yeah. like a, an agreement, like a non-aggression agreement, yeah. you know, that, that Germany wouldn't, they're not going to declare a war on us. I mean, they they're, they're pretty much declared war on everybody from them. Yeah. <laughs> From France, to yeah. east, yeah. <laughs> but not us. They're not going to come and get us. <laughs> um, Josh, Josh says. Uh, Josh was his thoughts on uh, Ben Iken's Broncos job. There, we've given it. Um, oh, this is a good one. Jai says the most memorable, iconic jersey sponsors for each team. So, for example, if we play <laughs> a game of word association, and I say like the Knights, what's the jersey sponsor you think of? Any penny. Yeah, agree. What's the coal one? Coal and allied. I can't even fuck. Yeah, that's it. Allied coal or whatever it is. See, I can't. I couldn't see. I couldn't even think of that. So that's a uh, yeah. <laughs> so not. Uh, what about uh? Okay, which manly jersey? Um. See, for me, it's always Warmold. That's a era where Warmold or P&O, and that's like the era where, because we're like, as you know, young, when I was younger, that I was sort of becoming like really like invested in, yeah. in league. But then, but uh, Jai said Pepsi, and like I understand, I could understand mm. a lot of people going on the Pepsi one no, as well. Warm, warm um, Bulldogs. HFC yeah. Finance. Yeah. For me, for me, Bulldogs, I would think J Carr. Yes. He's put down Hyundai for that one. Para. Asbestosis. Pertec. Asbestosis. Yeah, he said Pertec. I said the one. The one I think of is is that dildo one, like Dildam. What the the fuck? Where was the Dildam? Just, just because you know, obviously. James Hardy. Obviously, obviously, it was sexy as hell. And James Hardy's another good one, actually. I remember the song that used to play at Parramatta Stadium. It was James Hardy. Wherever you go, whatever you do, James Hardy is there for you. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't there for you. It's like where, 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 whatever you, where, where, yeah, whatever, wherever you go, whatever you do, make sure you got a, make sure you've got a fucking oxygen tank on a, tro- on a trolley. <laughs> <laughs> they were not. They were most certainly not there for you. <laughs> uh, storm. I can't even think of a storm sponsor. They had like Host Plus on the back, didn't they? I can't. Who's their, who's their main sponsors? Was it Host Plus? Is that a, was that a back sponsor? I don't know. Oh, fuck yeah, no. Storm got me with Storm. Panthers. Dada, Dada. uniforms. Yeah, it has to be. And and as we're saying all of these, I'm realizing all we're doing is reading off the ones that are printed on the retro jerseys. Oh really? That's yeah. Probably maybe, giving away. So, maybe we're just thinking back to a golden. So Souths Souths was Smiths. Smith's Chris. Yeah, see, I couldn't think of I couldn't think of a South one. I mean, now you say Smiths, I go yeah, um, but I can't think of another. Power was Hardy's, Panthers was Dada's, Broncos, Power, Powers, That's obviously. It. Manly was Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Warriors. Wait. What about what about Dragons? Warriors. 
Warriors. I can't fucking, think of a Warriors one. There's a there was a there was a booze one. What was the fucking DB, booze one? DB Beater or something? DB. That's it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what that's the only one I can even that's remember. I couldn't even remember what it was. I could just remember vaguely what it was. Tigers. Tigers. Is it main Tigers? Um, or no, for West, West Tigers. Phillips, JF, Phil- JFTA. Phillips for. Phillips for for Balmain, right? Yeah, Balmain's Phillips. And Victor and Victor for Wests. Oh, uh, no, as, no, as, for as, me, Masterton for Wests. Masterton is is another one. For, okay, so so um so, for the West Tigers though, I, I can't even fucking think who's on front of West Tigers. JFT Petrochemical Solutions. Yeah, yeah, definitely not that. <laughs> That's not something that I can recall ever seeing. I still what, don't what know what I'm they ever did. Like, what I'm what I'm learning now is like how sometimes in, in such, it's in the fucking name. <laughs> what 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 I'm learning here is that like you know with some clubs it's clear it doesn't really matter what's in their jersey. I was such a fucking blind spot that yeah. the marketing didn't work. Yeah, exactly. I, cannot, I yeah. do not have the instant recall. Like before, I, um, before I was looking Raiders. at this photo. Oh, just go in order. Dragons. Okay, dragons. And by order, I mean what do they got? They're the same. They're the same George Bank all the time, aren't they? Penfolds. Ah, oh, of course. Oh, yeah, Penfolds. Yeah, 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 yeah Penfolds, yeah. of course. Yep. That's it. Yep. Uh, Knights. Did the Knights? Henny Penny. penny. Now, now we've we got a Henny Penny, penny one there. We do. We've also got a Stockland one. Fuck, that's pretty. Yeah, right. That one doesn't. That that's not Cowboys. burned into my. Uh... Cowboys. Oh, what's that for? Oh, Toyota for me. Fuck. That's the most. That's the yeah, one Toyota. I yeah, Toyota. Yeah, Toyota. You're Forex. right. Uh, okay. Yeah, see, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember, yeah Toyota's one to be for me. The Broncos. Powers. powers. Yep, we've had Powers. What else? Anything else? Travelland. Travelland, that's it. That, Travelland. Um, what else have we got there? There's a Hardy. Uh, Manly's got a Wormold one as well. Dogs have got HFC. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I don't really I don't recall that one as much as uh, some of the other ones. And I know J car the dogs for me. That's it. That's it. There you go. I think we haven't done Raiders yet. Video easy. Woodges. Yeah, yeah. Woodges. Woodges for me and then followed by Video Easy. Yeah, that's it. Would be second. Yeah. Yeah. Titans. We done Titans? Don't exist. I can't even remember who sponsored like who was sponsored on the Giants. Back in the day. Who sponsors the Titans now? Jetstar. Oh, they had those fence people and then they then they bailed after they racially vilified um Ryan what's James. His face. Yeah. Ryan James, yeah. Yeah, fuck them. Um Yeah. So there you go. I actually enjoyed I, I, I enjoyed uh, that, that, that trip down yeah, it was fun. Um well, what do we got here? Danny says, with head knocks being a focus at the moment, why are we seeing the same t- same team head clashes not treated seriously? I've seen quite a few bad ones over the last few weeks with neither bloke sent for an HIA. Do you reckon these were dismissed at the time or because they weren't from opposing team players? I think if the players kind of back out of it roughly, they do look at them. I mean, we had that situation. It wasn't a same team situation, but it was... Um, where uh, Zach Sadler for Manly copped someone's head and, and you know, you know, getting that depressed fracture in his skull, which has ruled him out pretty much for the season. And that was just a head clash, though, you know, and um, it was treated the same way. There was another one. Who got who got head clashed and fucking who was it? Was it one of your guys? Yeah. 
uh, stepped out. Like it was like Luai or Tai got it hit. In the, they got hit in the face. Yeah. That's what he the other guy. Eye, who, yeah. <clears throat> the other the the other guy the other guy was HIA'd. It was in Origin, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. the Queensland is that what ruled out Welsh. Um, Welsh? Yeah, and that, and that ruled him out for the game. Yeah. And and like Toa or whoever it was was just like unfazed. Yeah. Like they didn't bro. demonstrate any any. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, little baby, little baby bolo. The the physics just fucking of a, did his little peck dance and move along. The physics of a head clash are very different than the physics of hitting a head with a shoulder or forearm. You know, pu- purely based on the heads on a hinge, as in your your neck swivels. And there are certain parts of the head that you could hit another head with that that really wouldn't cause much much trauma. Yeah. Whereas a shoulder, your shoulder is planted. Your sorry, your shoulder is anchored via your feet to the ground. There's no give. Yeah. There is no fucking give in your shoulder, and an arm can yep. be swinging. So, uh, but at the end of the day, the reason they're not treating them the same is because I assume there is less legal liability because a head knock could be seen as a uh, an acceptable risk or or one that you know that you you take playing the sport. Whereas a uh, it a shoulder or an arm to the head is an illegal action. So if the rules said it is illegal to hit another player's head with your head and that would mm. be counted as a head high tackle, then I'm sure you would see them being policed accordingly because all of the legal liability, from what I have read and understand, is around the NRL allowing people to break its rules and not doing enough to dissuade them from breaking its rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much punishment for for illegality That's rather it. than than actual. And there's no, you can't and you can't and you can't mop you can't mop up genuine accidents either. That yeah, that's not the reason for yeah. it at all. That that is true. Yeah, yeah. but you know, pe- people are as nice as the law forces them to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the last one we'll touch on here, and I don't know if we want to get into this one just yet. Uh, Joey says, uh, just uh, wondering what your personal takes are on the rule changes, etc. Me, myself, I find myself less interested in most weekend games and barely pay attention. I know a few of my work colleagues are the same and just want to know what others' thoughts are. Look, I mean, I, I don't want to go right into the rule thing until kind of the end of the season. Yeah. But I will concede that there are some games this season where I've you know been watching on like the KO app or whatever on my phone and I have been doing that head nod thing where I've actually like lost consciousness mm. and like sort of, you know, almost fallen asleep just because it does kind of like, I don't know, like the rhythm or whatever, it just sort of lulls you to, to sleep sometimes, especially if it's a game with like, you know, you know, two teams that you don't give a fuck about, for example. Yeah. And I find it's like, it's, it's probably less easy to remain really engaged in you know, in, in neutral in neutral games as much yeah. as it was. And, yeah. like, you know, how, how much of that has to do with the, the rules and stuff, um, I'm not exactly sure. Mm. But I, I, def- I definitely have noticed that. So though, so yeah. I can uh, I can agree with that part, that side of things. Yeah. Um, I think we, just about everything else. I think. We were discussing it today. And, and one thing I'll throw out there just as a quick tagline is, I like the fact now that intentionally breaking the rules is no longer a viable game plan. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anybody that says that they've lost interest in, in blowouts. Um, I know a lot of people were losing interest in intentional penalties as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, what's the lesser of two evils? 
Do we all do we yeah, all subscribe to the theory that we're all going to continue watching rugby league no matter what they fucking trot out? Really, like we're, we've been a fan of the sport as long as we've been fucking alive, basically. And um, yeah, I don't know. it's a slippery slope from not going to watch your team live to just. You know, I'll, not I'll watching just, games, period. I'll listen to this one on the radio, or I'll <laughs> I'll just I'll check out the highlights to, you know. <laughs> so there's a possibility, man. I mean, danger, you reckon? Oh, I don't know if danger is the right word. It'd probably improve your quality of life significantly, but mate, if you wanted to, you were a whole lot closer than me. If you love rugby league that much, you fucking trot off to Sunshine Coast Stadium and watch that fucking look, shit all, show. Look, look, all these. <laughs> Like I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to speak about that, but my understanding of what the point he's trying to make is saying is that your rugby league fandom is this is this, be- is this beautiful weekly, little thing. But I'm still just, here. No, no, I'm saying it's I'm saying it's this, it's this, it's this beautiful little thing that needs to be nurtured, and um and at the moment, not over all the, all time, but at the moment, you know, I'm saying at the moment is you- you've you've taken your fandom, you've taken this beautiful little fandom on a holiday. To, uh, to Portugal, and you've left it in a hotel room while you go and eat fucking tapas down at the restaurant. And I'm begging, begging for That's it to go That's all I'm saying. Missing. It's vulnerable. All I'm saying is your rugby league the fandom The cunt keeps coming down to the table it's, it's, whilst it's, I'm trying it's to have vulnerable. a delicious meal. <laughs> and so to stop it's, that- It's, 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 vul- it's vulnerable fandom, to disappearing. You, you, what, you, what you did was ask the hotel concierge to see if Senor Ferguson was available to babysit. Oh, <laughs> And Senor Ferguson, and and Ferguson, and Senor Ferguson is 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 not not like a Ferguson family that, that's that's played rugby league at any level. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you would unless you would distill rugby league down to playing you know a, a, you know playing with the children's balls. Oh but, um, wow! Now, <laughs> how do we get here? How do we? Get or being here? on the same training <laughs> paddock as Jared Hayne. <laughs> oh, that's it, folks. That is it. We've Thank God. It. We got there. Episode 410. Thanks for listening. <laughs> As always, we started you with a Morecambe with joke and we finished ways. with that. Fucking everything in between yep, is a bonus. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Mr. Bubbles did it. Now, uh, to uh, to interact with the show in, in one of the many, many ways, uh, go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and you'll find the links to uh, all our social media communities, uh, feeds to access the show and, you know, in various podcasting software as well as our Patreon. Um, great way to support the show. Become a patron. Uh, drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and just tell a friend. Uh, once again, I mean, the Facebook group's booming this year. It's fucking fantastic. Um, on the subject of the Patreon... Um, Patreon.com forward slash Tool Nation. I just want to give a shout out to a couple of our wonderful patrons. Ryan, uh, of the the Ryans who punch on it in the taxi line at Magic Weekends. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa, and uh, one of our uh, incognito popos, whose name in the Patreon system is uh, Robert Farrah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much, folks, for your support. We appreciate you guys uh, more than you could ever know. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add before we uh, clear out for this episode, boys? These last couple of episodes have been my, despite rugby league results, uh, have been my most favourite since coming back to the show. Really enjoyed them. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. We aim to please. Glad to hear. You don't, but exactly. we get there despite your fucking 
obvious we, efforts to we the aim, contrary. We, 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 aim for, we aim for Glenn's head, and it just turns out really well. <laughs> I, feel like that's what, I think that's what it comes for, it comes from, <laughs> right between the eyes. Um, that's it, guys, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. I guess we're going to probably record, I mean, time permitting, yeah, depending on how it all goes, I guess after the Origin game on Sunday night. That's it. That's it. All right. See you then. Later. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.